What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. It is a Tuesday night, March 7th. I am recording this after uh, my hair looks terrible right now. Holy fuck. I just got to look at myself in the camera. And uh, I got a haircut earlier. The haircut was fine, but I put a hat on, and so now it's all, it's all flattened up on one side, a little fluffed up up front. It looks like shit is what it looks like. Well, welcome to the podcast. If you're listening for the very first time, I start every episode exactly like that. Consistency. That's right. I comment on my appearance in a very unusual way. Well, welcome to the podcast. I am stand-up comedian Joe Kilgallen. This is a podcast where I like to rant about what's going on in my life for about 30 minutes or so. Have some fun with it. You know what I mean? As always, I like to start off with a little bit of gratitude. I like to thank you, the Patreon subscriber. You guys are amazing. I appreciate you very much. Um, also, anyone who subscribes to my YouTube channel, TikTok, Instagram Reels, What's fucked up about Instagram Reels? Not fucked up. It's great. I got two videos right now that are simultaneously going viral-ish. Because I don't know what the definition of viral is. They're both over 200,000 views. And they've each got like 100,000 views over the last like three or four days. So every time I look at my phone, it's like likes, 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 likes. And there's strangers liking them. Tons of likes, right? But not a lot of follows. What fucking gives? On TikTok, if I have a video do 100,000 views... I'm getting at least a couple thousand of those people following me. But on fucking Instagram, I'm not getting that. And I'm almost wondering, because I've noticed it's a lot of women found that they're liking it. It's a lot of women who think the jokes are great. But then they click and they go, oh, he's married. Mm, too bad. And then they don't follow me, right? Because they, they don't want to be tempted. You know what I'm saying? But like, you could be a fan of a married man, ladies. Just keep it in your pants. Have some fucking respect. I don't need you sending me puss pics. You know what I mean? In the DMs, I don't even mean all creepy and gross in the DMs, but follow my comedy. Be nice about it. You know, it's very annoying. So is this what happens with female comedians? Dudes are like, oh, she's got a boyfriend. I want to follow her. I want to see boyfriend pics all day long. No, I don't think guys are like that. A little more supportive or they believe, fuck it. I can still look at your pictures, right? Maybe it's different for men. I'm just wondering why I'm not getting as many converts, right? They're liking the joke. They're putting the heart on the joke. They're commenting. They're going, this joke's hilarious. And I'm like, yeah, hit the fucking follow button. God damn it. I got to turn you into fucking, I got to monetize you people somehow. I don't know how to do that on Instagram, but the world we're living in now though, it's currency. It really is. It's currency. I could say to some club, Hey, look how many followers I have on Instagram. If I'm in your town, speaking of being in your town, everybody, we are uh, two days away. A little less than that. Really. If you're listening to this, it'll be out Wednesday morning. If you are in the Phoenix area. Fuck that. If you're in the entire Southwest, if you're in New Mexico or even Southern California, you find your ass in the Phoenix area. Vegas, what's that? A four-hour drive, five-hour drive? Come on down, okay? I will be performing at Mike Drop Comedy Club in Chandler, Arizona, just south of Mesa, just outside of Phoenix in the greater Phoenix area on Thursday night, 7 p.m. show, micdropmania.com for your tickets and I would really appreciate you out being out there. The tickets are moving. I just had an update the other day. So they're moving. We should get close to a sellout. I really want to sell it out. Please, please, if you're in the area, come on out. Because I feel like if I sell this one out, because I'm just doing the one show, I could come back next year and do the a full weekend. You know, a couple shows, a few shows. And, and that'll be more fun for me. You know, be a better setup all around. All right. Um, I am. I'm going to Arizona tomorrow. Or today, you're listening to this on a Wednesday. I'm going uh, later today. I get in Wednesday evening. I'm leaving. Um, I get in. I'm taking a red-eye flight Friday night. So I'm really just 
48 hours, essentially a little more than maybe like, you know, since Wednesday night to Friday night. So yeah, it's pretty much 48 hours. What am I saying? Um, it's a midnight flight. I get back into Chicago about 4.30 in the morning, 4.45 in the morning. I am doing the Laugh Factory in Chicago um, Saturday night, March 11th, 7.30 and 9 p.m. shows. I'm on both of those. So I'm like, ah, I didn't want to cancel them. I didn't want to get back. It was just, I would have loved to have stayed in Arizona longer. Don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, I got a lot of obligations. I'm a dad, damn it. Right? My kids need me. So um, I'm looking forward to the trip, though. I'm packing shit though. I always get a little bit of anxiety before packing because you want to be as you want to think of every fucking possible angle. I've gotten really good. The last trip I went to to New York, pretty awesome. I really got to pat myself on the back. I did a really great job packing there. Um, I remember just thinking about every little detail of the trip too. The way I showed up to the airport with shoes I could kick off real fast because I still can't stand it when you're at the airport. And there's these people who are like, oh, yeah, I got to take my shoes off. It's like, where the fuck you been? This has been going on for 20 years now. I want to say since like 2003, they made it so you can't, you have to take your shoes off. Be be aware of that. And you're holding up the fucking line, man. I can't stand that. People taking belts off. And it's like, would you wear a three-piece suit to the fucking airport? Huh? What is this, 1963? We had an episode of Mad Men? Huh? Like, are you on the way to, to a Kennedy ball or some shit like that? No one dresses up for the airport anymore. All right. On the flip side of that, though, I do like it when people at least fucking give a fuck. Right. There needs to be a middle ground with how to dress for the airport. No, th- Again, this isn't the 60s. No one's expecting you to wear a full suit like they did back in the day. But then again, I don't need you wearing like fucking crusty pajama pants because you like them because they're loose. And it's obviously you haven't washed your hair. You know what I mean? Let's fucking do a little middle ground, huh? All right. Let's let's wash the hair. Let's even throw in some conditioner, a ponytail. If you're a woman, as a dude, fucking a nice comb. Just get, fucking give it a little something, right? Because you're in public and you're going to be on an airplane with people. And motherfucker, if you should be absolutely fined. TSA, when you go through TSA at the airport, when you go through that thing, it should have an alarm if you didn't wear deodorant. If you didn't wear deodorant, alarm should go and TSA and dog should just sick you and make it so that they apply deodorant on in front of everyone. So everyone sees it that way you're shamed and never making that fucking mistake again. All right. How dare you? How dare you go deodorantless on a fucking plane? And even so you should tell them right before you go through security, be like, Hey, look, I was in a hurry. I forgot to roll on some deodorant. And then they go, all right, well, look, there's a fucking thing over there. Go pay for the deodorant and, and think about this going forward. What the fuck's wrong with you? You know what I mean? Like, you know, act like, act like you were raised by adults. So, that's something that I struggle with um, being like the, you know, you get some anxiety going to the airport, um, but I've got it. I've got it down. I've flown so much in my life, which I'm thankful for that. I know like just how to maneuver around people. I don't panic like people who are like, you gotta get there two hours before your flight. Yeah. Okay. If you're a fucking rookie, maybe two hours before I, I've showed up 27 minutes before flights. One time I almost didn't make it. That was dicey, but you, an hour is usually good. An hour is usually good, depending on the airport. If you're like in an Atlanta airport or um, LAX, even though LAX isn't like as busy as Chicago or Atlanta, O'Hare or whatever the airport's called in Atlanta, which I forget the name of right now. The fuck is that called? Those are two of the busiest ones. Um, that's going to come to me later. Anyway, those are the two busiest airports in America. LAX isn't one of the busiest, but it's one of the slowest. It's very slow because there's a lot of people like, oh, is that a celebrity? 
And it's it's never like a big name. You know what I mean? It's always someone where you're like, that guy was in like three episodes of Law and Order SVU. He was a guy, he was diddling children. I'll never forget this guy's face. I almost want to fucking yell at him, but then I got to remind myself he's just an actor. Like that's how people are at the airport. And you're behind them being like, yes, he's a person. Could we please move on? Please move on. Please. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the trip though. Excited for the trip. Get to see my Chicago Cubs play a little spring training baseball. Doesn't matter. It doesn't. I know a lot of people take too much into spring training one way or another. It matters for like the fringe players, you know, but we're a little too early into spring training to really let it affect us one way or another. If you're a baseball fan, you know this to be true. It'll be uh, March 8th. I'm going to the games Thursday, March 9th and March 10th. Very excited to see my Club 400 crew. Um, some of the group of the best Cubs fans in the world. Just great people. Great people. Um, see my friend Laura. I haven't seen in a while. She and my wife have been friends for like ever. So that's going to be really fun. I don't know why I sound like a Valley girl just then forever. Um, you know what I'm looking forward to? They got In-N-Out Burger in LA. Not in LA. Obviously, they have In-N-Out Burger in LA. They have In-N-Out Burger in Arizona. That's a slip up I just did right there because I, I was thinking about how I need to get to LA at some point in 2023. I was supposed to go in 2022 and then it fell through. Um, and I didn't go in 2021 or 2020 because pandemic stuff. 2019 I went to Palm Springs, saw all my LA friends. So I was like, well, that'll be my kind of LA trip. And then I went in 2018. And of course, I moved out of LA in 2017. And I ran into a good friend of mine, Mo Welch, who's a hilarious comedian. She was in Chicago maybe like four or five months ago, maybe sooner than that. And I was talking to her and she was like, You said you were going to come back all the time. And I was like, you know, and I kind of I really love Mo for saying it the way she did because she kind of said it like, What the fuck, man? Come on. Where you been? Like, I'd like that. There's been, there's certain moments in your life where you need a friend to kind of give you, I want to say she was giving me shit, but she, in, in a sense, she was kind of just reminding me. Cause I remember telling my LA friends when I left, like, oh, I'm going to be back a few times a year. And I just that had, you know, pandemic happened though. I was, that was obviously out of my control, but um, it's good to have a, a friendly reminder. And that's what it felt like. You know, I remember when a good buddy of mine, we were at a friend's birthday party would have been i dropped out of college but it would have been like my senior year if i would have stayed in college and uh i just i was like full on into stand-up that was my first year of doing stand-up which would have been my senior year of college and um i ran into a buddy of mine who's still at college he'd come home for like spring break and he said where the fuck have you been i'm like what do you mean you were at college what are you, what are you talking about and he's like no i asked around i'm like you know I was, you know i i got to the party early i was checking in on people going how's how's Kilgallen doing and they said they never see you I go, I've, I saw him a few weeks ago, but I'm, I've been getting into stand-up. You know, I'm trying to navigate through this world. I, I know I got to be around more. I know. And that was a kick in the pants. That was uh, like a wake-up call where it's like, hey, don't forget us. He's like, dude, we're all proud of you for going for it. But like, no reason for you not to hang out with us still. And I'm like, that's a very good point. It's a very good point. Um, so I really appreciate that. You got, you got to have friends every now and then that kind of hold you to your promises, I suppose. I say that, but then, you know, life changes sometimes too. So uh, I do miss LA a lot. And I miss my LA friends. So I got to find a way to get out there a little bit more often. It's tough though, because with, with kids, tra I did not anticipate how difficult travel would be. Some people are like, bring your kids. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. A four and a half hour flight. They're not ready for that yet. I, I got to wait for them to be a little bit older. They're still too young for that. No way in hell. Um, and they got to stop getting sick. My kids are at the age where every other week they're getting sick. Uh, thankfully, it's just 
random kid stuff, you know, your infection, strep throat, it's, it's going around. So, um, you know, I'm fortunate that they're healthy overall, but, uh, I can't imagine traveling with them right now. Um, and I did not, when you're a parent, that's something, cause then you just want to watch the kids and stuff like that. And then you don't want to be away from them as much. You really, I really don't. So like this summer, I don't, I've got a couple out of town gigs. Like I told you guys in June, I'll be in South Bend for a weekend. I mean, that's so close though. And I'll be in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, which is also pretty close. Um, those are both June. Let me see. I got the calendar right in front of me. Sorry. This is slightly unprofessional. All right. Real quick, Joe, June, of course, open in July, then May 9th and 10th. I will be at the drop comedy club in South Bend. And then June 23rd and 24th, I will be at lucky cat comedy club in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. All right, there's the plug for the episode. As I was talking about, um, yeah, I got to get to LA. I was thinking about In-N-Out Burger, love In-N-Out Burger. Some people find it overrated. I don't think the burger itself is overrated. I think their fries are terrible. So if you factor in the fries, that'll ruin your whole experience. I think as far as fast food burgers go, In-N-Out Burger, I, I have it as my number one. I love that smash style of burger where you really flatten the hell out of the patty. I get a double cheeseburger. I do the animal style thing where it's like this sauce. I don't know what the hell it is. And it looks like Thousand Island. Um, what else do I get? I don't like their lettuce. That actually is, a, it hurts them a little bit. If they just went with shredded lettuce, it'd be amazing. Anyone out there, if you're a chef or you just like to prepare sandwiches, shredded lettuce is the way to go. It's by far the best on a sandwich or burger. I don't know what the fuck thick leafy lettuce is ever for. It's terrible. To make yourself feel like you're getting nutrients. Suppose you are. You're eating goddamn a plant. You're eating a fucking plant, right? Um, all right. Yeah. So I will be doing that. What else did I want to? I felt like I had another announcement or two I wanted to fucking come after. Um, I can't really officially announce it yet, but if you're Patreon subscribers, you know about the news. Um, I got something else co cooking right now. Um, as a matter of fact, Patreon subscribers, if you haven't joined yet, it's you still have some time to get in there. I am putting in um all the patreon subscribers will be mentioned in the special thanks section of my special when it comes out very soon so you still have some time to make the special thanks by joining the patreon how does that sound sounds pretty good doesn't it um st patty's day is coming up but i will do a st patrick's day episode this is also coming up on the five-year anniversary of the start of this podcast and i have less listeners today than i did five years ago I don't know. I told you that it's just something I noticed recently. And I'm like, why the fuck did I lose so many goddamn listeners? And I'm like, ah, it's probably because I stopped doing guests. I changed the whole net. The podcast isn't what it was five years ago. Five years ago, I was in a studio. Sometimes I'd have multiple guests. We were drinking. We we're talking shit. It's still talking shit. I'll have a beer every now and then when I do this, but it's not exactly what it used to be. And I have to be honest with myself about that. So um, I still love doing it. This version of the podcast. And if you miss guests, don't worry. Something's coming. Something's coming. Speaking of coming, have you guys been watching this stuff on uh, the internet called pornography? Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, I just did a Larry David voice. You think Larry David watches porn? No. See, I think he'd be starting to, and then he'd be like, what is, why did she, see, well, I don't get that. Why does he have to take his socks off? That looks like a chilly room. You can keep your socks on. And why does it look gross? Why do people say to leave your socks on during sex? It's such a horrible thing, right? why is the woman looking at my feet while I'm having sex with her? Actually, he wouldn't call it sex during intercourse. He calls it intercourse. I don't know why. Does he do it? Cause it sounds funnier. Cause sometimes intercourse does sound funny, but it, it also sounds unnatural. Like it's like a choice you have to make. But then again, he is like 77 years old. So maybe you hit a certain age. You just came up calling it intercourse. 
but I feel like he would find something while watching porn and be like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't like that. I can't do it like a Larry David voice or a Bernie Sanders type, uh, you know, actually Larry David never even did really Bernie Sanders. He did himself slightly exaggerated when he did his Bernie Sanders impression, but I could definitely see him being like, what does it matter if I take my socks off? I get cold feet while I'm thrusting during intercourse. You shouldn't be looking at my feet. And then the woman would be like, just knowing it's there. Like I'm fully naked. You should be fully naked. Do you want me to put socks on? He's like, I don't mind if you put socks on, you can put sweater on. Just don't put any pants on. <laughs> He's got a good point. Actually. Now that I think about it, if you do, if you look at anything through a Larry David, Larry David lens, I feel like you could come up with reasons to be on his side. That is a good point. Why do people care if you leave socks on during sex? I've never cared. And I've never had anyone say to me, take your socks off. I think my socks would, would come off. My, I'm talking about my wife, obviously. I didn't want to make it personal. That's why I made it seem like it was more vague. My wife once said, I did a joke, like this was like six, seven years ago, longer than that shit, where it was about sex. And she was kind of like, don't say me. She wanted me to make it vaguer because if she was at the show with a few of her friends and I'm talking about it, they're looking at her like, oh, you know, so, which I, you got to respect. There's, there's certain lines you got to respect. I remember talking to a comedian once and he's like, no, nah, man, I'll say whatever. And I'm like, even if it's going to hurt like loved ones, you have, no, you have no holding it back. I mean, I don't have a filter in the sense that like, I don't care about offending people, but hurting is different. Or I don't know. What, how did I want to say that? Like, if I find it really funny and I think there's a good point and all that kind of stuff, I'll explore a subject, but I won't exploit a person. That's it. You could exploit a subject matter, but to exploit it's an actual individual, I don't know. I don't know about that. I have not seen the Chris Rock special yet. It came out on Netflix Saturday night. Saturday night, I was in, the fuck was I? I was in Lake Geneva. I was doing shows in Lake Geneva Saturday night. Those were a lot of fun. And then I did a show in Rockford at a place called Lucha Cantina. And that was a fun show too. And then last night I did a show at Butch McGuire's. Uh, shout out to all the producers there. Um, it was great. Great show. It was really fun. Butch McGuire's is a legendary bar in Chicago. So it was cool to do a show there. But anyway, let me stick to the matter at hand. Uh, Chris Rock's latest special. I didn't see it. So yeah, I got to see it still. I don't even know. I'm not going to talk about what it was, but I did see the clip. Cause again, I was out Saturday night. So I didn't get a chance to see it, uh, to watch it live. And I say live because a lot of people don't realize this. That was streamed live. It was a stand comedy special streamed live. Now every comedy special you've seen in your life is usually edited together. A comedian will usually do multiple shows in one night. You do like two shows in one night, or even if you do like a few over a weekend, they've dressed the same for every show. That way, when they seamlessly edit together, you don't know it's a couple different shows put together. Like every comedian, every every modern special, at least every special of the last 20 years or so has done that. Now, I got George Carlin album and a Richard Pryor album on my wall. And those were also filmed as specials, both of these. Or maybe they're just recorded audio. Um, I don't know. Maybe they did one take, those guys. But so Chris, I have so much respect for Chris Rock, always have one of the greatest comedians of all time, but I have a lot of respect for him doing it this way because he did mess up the last joke. He called himself on messing up the last joke. But then part of what I like about live performance is when there is a flub, a mess up, a screw up, and the comedian gets to talk about it and then, you know, make a bit of it. I've fucked up jokes and then turned it around and, and made them funnier because I've called myself out for being an idiot. David Letterman used to screw up jokes all the time and, and call it out. Johnny Carson, that was a big thing that was people loved about him. He would not screw up the joke. He would tell the joke, but the joke would bomb and then he would recover. So 
it is interesting. It sucks that I never thought to do a live one, like just go complete live stream with it. Maybe I'll live stream just a, ra a random set. So it'd be some jokes that people who follow me on YouTube or, or TikTok have heard before. But it's it'd be fun for more comedians to start to do this. I think it'd be a really cool thing to do. Um, I know some people said like, nah, I want, because you feel bad then if he fucks up. But it's live performance. If the special, a, a great comedy special should get the audience to want to see that comedian live and to want to see stand-up comedy live in general. So. Yeah, that's that's why I think I like it live. It's supposed to be fun live, like concert footage. I want to see it live. You've heard concert albums where they, oh, you could tell, oh, he missed a note there, or he sang that verse wrong, or he sang that verse again. Um, I've seen that. There was an Oasis uh, concert footage clip uh, where Liam definitely fucked up the lyrics a few times. You see guys fuck up the lyrics a lot too. Not just Oasis, other singers. Um, so yeah, I kind of like the realism there. You know, uh, where it's like, this is a live performance. There's going to be mistakes sometimes. And um, and plus, it's, it's stand-up comedy, too. So that's kind of the fun of it. And it's it's one person. That's what so many people don't really... I mean, they get that, but I don't think they understand the weight of that. You're thousands and thousands. I don't know what how many people were at the Chris Rock uh, Netflix special. I don't know. Let's say at least 5,000 people were in attendance. 5,000 people watching one guy. One guy with a microphone. So basic, one guy with a microphone, but that's so much pressure to get that all right. Now, in a play, you know, there's just so many more factors, people to lean on. A band, again, like I said before, bands live, even the best band live will fuck up a song. The drummer might go a little too fast. The bassist is coming in lazy, he's dragging. Singer forgets a lyric or two. So I forgive Chris Rock. Not that he needs my forgiveness, but I want the people who are comedy fans to be like, yeah, so what? It shouldn't take away your enjoyment of a special that I've heard great things about, and I do intend to watch it. Now, I mentioned I saw the clip, his joke. I saw the Chris Rock joke about Will Smith. Calls him a bitch like 12 times. And I think that's part of the live adrenaline rush. You know, if you were to like really write that out, he'd probably be like, I should cut back on some bitches because the word loses impact. Now, I swear a lot in my set. I love swear words. But if you use the same one too often, kind of. And he went at him hard hard talking about how him and jada had that stupid it was dumb where they like interviewed each other and jada's like so how'd you feel about me cheating on you like on you like fucking name right people have had a lot of question marks about the smith family for a while i know they marched to a, a different beat i i really don't hate will smith at, at all i don't have any hate for him i've liked a lot of his movies i liked a lot of uh his like off-camera personal type of advice he'd give people he seemed like a real positive guy um but i definitely think he got sucked into some shit and i don't agree with what he did to, to chris rock of course i was on chris rock's side 100 percent during all that and chris going after him was like yeah dude you got slapped in on national television i think people expected you to have some comments about it but i do worry i worry about will smith now i don't know if people are thinking about that um this is a guy who's already felt like his mental stability was kind of waning with all that was going on in his personal life and the way he reacted to Chris Rock's joke, which again, he kind of showed him smiling at, and then he saw her with that Jada with that look on her face. And then just, he fucking lost his shit because he realized, Oh fuck, I probably shouldn't have laughed at that. And then he felt all the disrespect and all the stuff that like, you know, probably that slap was probably, he probably really wanted to slap Jada, which I'm not saying don't hit women. I'm not of course, I'm saying don't hit women, but I'm saying that like he probably all that shit pent up that he had towards her, 
He knows he can't hit her. And he loves her, but she's put him through some shit. I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know their fucking relationship. But from the outside looking in, it definitely feels like she's the bad guy. Right? Doesn't it? Definitely feels like she's the evil one. But now I'm worried. I'll be I'm straight up worried about Will Smith. I don't I don't know if he's responded to this or all at all, but think about that. You know, once more and more people watch the Chris Rock special and that clip starts to go make the rounds the second time through, because you could kind of ignore it. You know, I'm sure he's got some close people who were like Chris Rock special came out, they're gonna be talking about you. Obviously, he said some stuff about it. Fucking stay out social media, ignore it. You're Will Smith. You know, you know, you got people who love you. You got people in your corner. It's going to be fine. This blows over. This is how the world works. And then he's going to come out. He's going to start to be like, all right, I'm over it. And then there's going to be that second wave. Shit, shit stays viral. Shit kind of goes viral in waves, I've noticed, especially big things like that. Because Chris Rock, I haven't seen him do any appearances yet. I mean, it's only been a few days, but he'll start to make a few more appearances and all this stuff. And then I'm just, I don't know. I'm worried about Will, Will Smith's mental health. I already thought his mental health, as I said before, was in question, but being called a bitch that many times and being just destroyed on a Netflix comedy special. That was a big event because it's from one of the biggest stand-up comedians of all time. I don't know. I just know. And I know, I hope he doesn't do anything stupid. I hope he doesn't, you know, off himself. Um, I don't know why I had to say it. You know what the fuck I meant, because that would just be as a society, that'd be a tough pill to swallow. Cause they'd be like, fuck man. Then people say, oh, this all stemmed from a slap. No, it didn't stem from a slap. It stemmed from a lot of stuff before. But, and then I'm sure people say to me, Joe, well, how would you have handled if someone slapped you on national television? Well, I'm a different person. Everyone's different. If Will Smith would have slapped me the way he slapped Chris Rock, I would have tackled him from behind as he turned around. I'm wired differently, though. And I'm about Will Smith's size. So I can understand why Chris Rock was just like, whoa, what the fuck? And being like, dude, you know? Um, but if Will Smith ends up hurting himself, I'm sure Chris Rock would then be like, yeah, I wish I didn't. I wish I would have just ignored the whole damn thing. You know, this guy was clearly messed up. That slap was because he couldn't hit her and his whole world's all crazy now. And um, yeah, I, I wish I, I wish it didn't happen like that. And that'd be God, that would be really brutal. So, you know, and again, I'm not taking anything away from Chris Rock. He's got the right to make that joke and, and do all that kind of stuff. He's Chris Rock. Um, I just hope Will Smith's got some good people in his corner right now because as much as a lot of people listening might be like, fuck Will Smith, fuck him, fuck him. Yeah, sure, fuck his career if you want to say that or fuck him ever doing movies again. Look, he's fine financially, but this is still a human being who had a really bad night slapping someone and and not and his personal life got thrown out to the whole world to see. And there's, you know, doesn't need to go further than that, right? Have some compassion, right? Imagine if it was a good friend of yours who was, not that Will Smith's a good friend of mine, but imagine if someone you knew was in that situation where a famous comedian's trashing them after they already had the worst year of their career. It's crazy, too, because he won the Oscar for Best Actor. That should have been the best night of his life, but instead it was the start of what was probably the end. I don't know. I know he's got a movie coming out soon or he's going to get back to work or something like that, but it's never going to be the same for him. It just isn't. I don't. I don't know if he could have a second act. Um, I mean, Mel Gibson recovered to have a second act, but it's not, wasn't the same as the first. And I'm sure Will Smith will rebound. He's a hardworking guy. That's what he's known for. Um, so yeah, I hope he rebounds. I like a good comeback story. Um, <laughs> you ever see the clip of, uh, Chris Pratt when he was fat and on, uh, Parks and Recreation 
and they talk about famous comeback stories. He's like Kim Kardashian. And they're like, what? And she's like, yeah, she had come on her back in the video. It's very funny. All right. Well, that's going to be the podcast. I'm going to end on that. Now, if you're in Arizona, check me out at Mike Drop Comedy Thursday night, March 9th, 7 p.m. show in Chandler, Arizona. All the details are all over my social media. It'd be great to see you. I know I'm going to get to meet my guy. We get me Chad, the famous Chad. So Chad McDaniel, going to be great meeting you, my man. Um, so I'm really looking forward to doing that. And we got a lot of big news in the works as far as uh, your boy Joe Kilgallen in the podcasting world and in the stand-up comedy world. All right, I hope this was a fun one for you. Cheers.